0: It doesn't have to be about anything specific.
1: Okay.
0: Go ahead and fix your mic. loosey goosey I'm a little loosey-goosey. Yeah. Scared. Are you feeling good? Yeah, I am. <laughs> I bought... So last weekend, I bought a bottle of Jack Daniels, and I hadn't drank Jack Daniels in like years. And so yesterday, I was like, well, I better well start like keep working on it, basically. And yeah. So I, I drank too much of it, and I was like, God, I'm going to feel like dog shit in the morning, but I don't little hair of the dog action going on i'm just drinking a seltzer because it makes me feel better yeah anyways welcome to let's explore this yeah welcome to the show um this is our 40th episode so thank you to the listeners that have been with us at the beginning because i think you're only still still only the only listeners (laughs) but we appreciate
1: yeah we're, we're we might be in the double digits every now and then
0: yeah every now and then but you know we have a loyal fan base, and I love them. we love them. <laughs> we've actually come quite a quite a ways i guess in terms of where we started and where we are now I guess I think we sound more confident than we did in the yeah. beginning. yep, we got our shit yeah. together
1: like I look at other you know I court other podcasts with my ears, and you know i see i see we're we're in the running with them, you know,
0: yeah, I mean we've only been
1: going for. Eight months. Yeah, eight months.
0: Forty episodes, uh, give or take a few times we've had off. About fifty weeks. We're coming up on. We'll be coming up on a year here shortly. Yeah, so real quick. That's that's crazy, dude.
1: You'll have to wish the pot a happy birthday and uh, become a Patreon subscriber. <laughs>
0: <laughs> become a subscriber yeah. for our birthday gift. Whenever, yeah, uh, it, we'll get an official
1: date. It's time to to dad dick you into into subscribing and just you know
0: go to patreon dot com slash let's explore this right see we just we 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 still don't know. find us on patreon. take your wallet out, take that credit card out. you know, yeah make sure it's your credit card, not your debit card, yeah, you need to rack up those yeah. charges, yep,
1: you need to get points, son, that's, yep, that's good fiscal policy.
0: How are you gonna fly back to Las Vegas if you don't have the points to do it? yeah you know what I mean, yep, so go on your credit card, type that in there, and uh, go ahead and subscribe to the pod, yep.
1: And you can also follow us on Twitter. You know, I like to see a notification every now and then.
0: And that's uh, at Explore underscore Pod. And we, I saw we recently got some new artwork. What's up with that?
1: Yeah. So we 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 had to rebrand a little bit. You know, the Sigma. We realized um, we just, I guess, really we realized uh, the Sigma thing was kind of a a fad. It was like a fad diet. You know, it was all about trans fats, and now now we're into those nutritious big omega 3 fats <laughs> with i you know fantastic planet some of that grabbing some wholesome whole milk
0: i just always assumed that we were going to stick with the sigma thing just because it's just a running joke <laughs> but whatevs, yo
1: yeah and i think we might even rebrand again for one last time coming up in may
0: we'll probably rebrand multiple times going forward we'll get
1: some <laughs> we'll get some sick pics you'll see kevin and the uh, the two amigos.
0: With dog faces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh so what have you been up to lately?
1: Uh mostly just working at the factory. Um I went to Wisconsin though yesterday for, for the day.
0: It's exciting. Yeah. So where uh, where in Wisconsin?
1: Um a little place called Carryville It's known for having a gas station.
0: Oh, lovely. Yeah.
1: Lures. And then, you know, there's a there is a bike trail that's in the backyard kind of um but i didn't regrettably i didn't bike at all it was it was all just family
0: maybe next time yeah you can get out yeah. maybe you could uh, i mean get out on some pavement but also do a little no pave
1: oh yeah 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 you got an old pave no other way about it
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah for sure um yeah same over here a lot of just still you, working a bunch of overtime
1: s- did you get some snow did uh uh general winter visit you
0: i've done Two things of snow removal in two days, and I'm freaking sick of it.
1: It's bullshit. It's,
0: it's supposed to snow again tonight, I guess, oh, so geez. I'll be doing it tomorrow morning.
1: It sounded very uh, chaotic out there. I, I am uh, lying in bed and like, well, what the hell is going on out there?
0: I live in a small town, but the t- the city is very good about um, having the plow come through. Yeah. I, it's a small town, so it doesn't take that long. But they always pack just enough snow at the end of my driveway where like... I have to remove it before I can get out. Yeah.
1: Would you? Would you get hassle. stuck in it? Do you think?
0: Yeah, I would. I, I'm okay. pretty sure. Well, sometimes... I don't know. If I plow, if I like plow through it, I'd probably be able to get, um, get to the other side. But I just yeah. don't want to.
1: Are you driving a car or like a SUV? I have an Equinox. Equinox. Yeah. SUV. Oh, beautiful.
0: Yeah, I have an SUV. So. I,
1: I just got a little rice burner Honda. Nice. I zip around town. Yeah, I went to Dude, the Taste of Big Apple last night to pick up some Zaffer me and the wife.
0: That That is such good pizza. I'm glad that they're still yeah. around.
1: Yeah. Cash only, though. Really?
0: Yeah. What is this? What well, is Berlin? or, or check. Berlin?
1: <laughs> yeah, you throw down some Reichmarks. <laughs>
0: it's Euros now? Excuse me? Euros. Um, Euros?
1: Uh, or, yeah, there were Deutsch, Deutschmarks, too, before. You know, uh, you could De- get a nice big brick of them and you could burn <laughs> them for fuel when it got cold.
0: <laughs> You could give them to your kids so they can build little houses out of them. Your son. All that stacks of cash. Since, I mean, aren't we on our way with, aren't we on our way to hyperinflation? So we'll just have stacks of cash. Yep. That can, uh. You got
1: your, your big coin purse.
0: Dude, I could. Actually, that, that'd be good for like, uh, I got, people. I got
1: my Pravda coin purse or Prada, excuse me.
0: Actually, having <laughs> having all that extra cash bri- bricks of cash would actually be good for people up north. So you can put them in like the back of your vehicle during the winter time. Yeah, and have that. Yeah, added when, weight.
1: And when you bury them in your backyard, you can actually find them because they're big. They're not itty bitty pirate coin.
0: <laughs> are we gonna talk about anything today? Um, or are we just spitballing? It's a I mean, we're kind of spitballing.
1: You know, I mean, we had talked about um Prussia, Russia, Z Germans.
0: The Germans, yeah. That Putin. S- yeah, that Russian-Ukrainian thing is, like, kind of popping off. Tension's rising. And, I, I mean, you keep hearing it. Like, the news is, like, going nuts right now. It's saying, like, "Yeah, 25 reasons why you need to care about Ukraine. And here on the pod, we, uh, we believe every country has the right to self-determination. Mm-hmm. So, a military incursion by the Russians is frowned upon here. War is bad, we believe. Yeah. But...
1: Unless you're nuking your boss. <laughs> that's... War is bad.
0: I uh, I have trouble with, and so obviously the Russians have already like uh made an incursion when they took over Crimea and invaded. You know, back at what was that, two thousand fourteen? Yeah, I was just thinking did, that. Yep. Yeah, but and that's bad. And any further ex- escalation of this conflict, because I think like tens of like tens of thousands of people have already been killed because there's been fighting in Eastern Ukraine between Russian-backed separatists. What is the area called? The Donetsk? Like, that's a city, or the Donbass region, like, Ooh, in eastern Ukraine?
1: I, I don't know that.
0: Um, but, they, I mean, it, the Ukrainian army and, and the separatists have been fighting for, for the past six, eight years now. Yep. So, I mean, the war has been ongoing, so any escalation of that is bad, and hopefully diplomacy works here. But I do kind of find it kind of silly, I guess, that the... <sighs> The United States doesn't really have a leg to stand on here because in 2003, we did the same thing. Like, we just, like, invaded some country under false pretenses. and What country was that? It was Iraq. Iraq.
1: Yeah, I I remember that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, most Americans have forgotten. They don't even remember what Iraq is.
1: Yeah, I remember. Wasn't it, like, in March? Yeah. They zipped in. They bombed the shit out of it. And then... We're in Baghdad like in like 20, 21 days. Twenty one right? days. Yeah. twenty one days of Baghdad. It was like I quite saw a I saw Gunner's Palace. That was probably like a, a propaganda film, but whatever.
0: Um, what is Gunner's Palace?
1: Uh it's a little mo- a documentary I picked up at the Oatana Library. Oh, it's actually pretty interesting. It's it's all it was filmed by probably a corporal and okay. He and some of his friends, you know, they do some rap. Rap is pretty big back then true i guess it uh, still is on soundcloud
0: i saw a documentary about the iraq war one time this is kind of we're going we're getting away from the conversation again um one that i kind of found fascinating it was like called the sounds of war or like the music of war i forget. the soundtrack to war and they just explored like the music that um like the troops would listen to like when they're at war and like mm-hmm. when they're gonna fuck shit up that was kind of an interesting document but back to the, the united states kind of so we're trying to lead the charge being like you know, you can't do this. You know, nobody has the right to yeah. do this, but we just did it like almost twenty, like nineteen years ago. So, like, I don't know. It's just one of those things where, like, we're being—I think we're standing on the right side of this right now, but we're kind of being kind of hypocritical with the fact that you know you can't do this, but we can do that. You know, yeah, like kind of usual the United States and how they do a lot of double speak,
1: yeah, or triple talk,
0: quadruple talk. You got oh,
1: <laughs> oh man. I can't even top that. But uh, if you went to Russia, where would you go on like a vacation, like a honeymoon or uh, probably not a honeymoon? I, I doubt your fiance would dig that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But we, kinda but, wanna,
0: but... we, we do kind of want to go to Germany for our um, honeymoon. We'll see oh, what happens. Sweet. though. yeah. But uh, Russia, where I definitely want to go is I'd want to go on a like a Second World War battles tour. Oh, yeah. And so like go down to like Volgograd, formerly Stalingrad. Yep. yep. And uh kind of see the areas down there. Um you know, ha- I'd have to go to Moscow, go to the metro station. Yep. <laughs> and uh I'd like to see like small town Russia. I bet it I bet it's pretty similar to small town America, you know, kind of yeah. left behind and forgotten and mm-hmm. people miss the Soviet Union. Yeah. They want to make Russia great again. You know, kind of yep. the same thing.
1: Yeah, like I mean, obviously Moscow, Volgograd, um, that was actually probably my first exposure to learning about Russia was reading about the ba- battle of Stalingrad.
0: Yeah. Same
1: enemy at the gates. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember <laughs> me and, uh, there, there was some other fifth grader. We were kind of obsessed about snipers, you know, cause I think we were watching like saving private Ryan. And we got, you know, Jackson, the left-handed sniper. Yeah. Um, yeah and then Great movie. that yeah that got us into kind of snipers and stuff and um we kept getting the movies enemy at the gates and behind enemy lines mixed up and then yeah i found a book about uh called enemy at the gates by william craig and that was really good
0: yeah that's kind of like how the, i got
1: what is it the pavlov house or whatever yeah where... uh, that's a fucking crazy battle
0: sergeant it was sergeant pavlov's house yeah. wasn't it like Yakov, he uh, yeah. he like defended that you, you actually if you play the game call of duty you can like play that battle in one yeah. of the missions
1: it's like seller to seller
0: yeah um but stalingrad was like also my kind of like uh, launching point into like learning about russia and history i mean world war ii was i think a lot of people's gateway into yeah yeah like learning about history and finding it fascinating because that was where my starting point is but since then like russian history and Eastern Europe in particular, like I've always been interested in, like, because you you said what was that movie behind enemy lines?
1: Yeah, yeah. It, I thought it, that movie was and sweet. The Balkans, yep.
0: yeah. And I was just like, because like conflicts in Eastern Europe and the region in general just have always really been fascinated. But it started with Stalingrad, and then um, I love learning about Russian history. Just the fact that you know that um, that joke that people say it's like in Russian history. The story always ends with, and then it got worse. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. It I, really does. It it's it's so crazy.
0: It's a testament to the like the strength of a people, because you have to admire rush like Russian yeah. um the Russian people in their their ever ever going battle uh for freedom, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um what, some isn't sort there of some
1: statistic like one in five Russians died between nineteen forty and nineteen forty five.
0: There, I I know that they're popular. Like, like I, just World War Two. Forget the purges or anything. Yeah, I I don't know specific, um, specific statistics behind that. But I did read one time like something like an entire generation of men born in a certain year was wiped out during the Second World War. Like they 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 lost like a whole like uh it, what was yeah, it like? It was 19- men born born at a certain time mm-hmm. all died during yep. the Second World War. Like. Yeah. I don't think people realize Russia did the bulk of the fighting yeah, they, they in the second world war, war, war. They won. Like they yeah, it, it was it was what do they say? It was American manufacturing, British intelligence and um Russian manpower that won the war. Mm-hmm. Cuz the bulk of the fighting basically happened on the eastern front between Germany and and the Soviet Union and the mm-hmm. you know the collection of different axis states like yeah. Italy, Romania, Finland for a period of time, but they switch sides.
1: Um, yeah, <laughs> pretty quickly. There, they're like, yeah. just just leave us the fuck alone.
0: Yeah, Wait, that's good he, another great
1: sniper from from World War ii Simo Haya. Yeah, the, uh, the White Death.
0: He had like hundreds of confirmed kills. Yeah, like I think
1: it was like five hundred or something.
0: It was it was nuts. And
1: cra- it's crazy because it's in like a like a nine month period.
0: Dude, the the Finnish.
1: He he would fucking climb climb trees. And just gunned down these Russian officers with. Yeah, I don't even think he had a scope. It was open sights.
0: You ever? Yeah, or no? I think he had like a. See, I'm not a gun expert, but like the the old scopes, the old Soviet scopes. I think that's what he was using. Okay. But still, like to be that good of a marksman, I think wasn't he a hunter?
1: Yes. Yep. And the only reason he was only stopped because I think they they shelled some forest area and he got hit with shrapnel. Like his face is kind of messed up. Yeah.
0: he got, got messed up. Um, yeah. have you ever heard of Larry Thorne? I have not. No. Oh, uh, he's actually another Finnish legend, but, um, Google thing. Cause I want to get, make sure I get it. Larry Thorne was his American name, but his name was Lauri turn turny. I don't know how to say, it. I'm not Finnish. I don't know how to say that. So if I'm messing it up, I'm sorry, but this guy hated communists so much that, he fought in the Winter War for Finland, and then after after World War II broke out, he actually joined the SS, the Waffen SS, mm-hmm. um, so he could uh, the Finnish volunteer battalions of the Waffen SS to fight the Red Army on the Eastern Front. And then after the Second World War, he moved to the United States and joined the uh, arm, the American Army, where he was. Uh, served in the U.S. Army Special Forces during the Vietnam War. Wow, so the dude just hated communists, he yeah. would have hated us or me, <laughs> <particular>. <laughs> like the dude. That so, I mean, joining the Waffen SS isn't nothing you know, when to you,
1: when you find something you love, you, you'll never work a day in your life,
0: <laughs> yeah. I guess, but I guess nothing joining the Waffen SS isn't nothing to uh celebrate, yeah. Obviously. And
1: I, I mean, like the historical context of joining that like um russia just invaded finland like yes pretty shittily
0: and, the, and that was what the winter finland War is was. such
1: a tiny country like
0: population wise it, yeah a, and yeah.
1: they would just accept any any help yeah and like also the the russian or russia soviet russia and germany were allies for a time until yeah yep you know they both invaded poland yep which is pretty shitty
0: they split Poland up.
1: Yep. And I think, uh, Finland during the, the, the winter war, they lost like 4% of their territory. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it was kind of worthless for, I mean, I think like, I want to say 3 million Russians were killed.
0: Dude, Finland, even though Finland, I think technically lost the winter war, they fucked the Soviet Union yeah. up. Like, and they...
1: I, to their credit, like their tactics were adopted later by the Soviets. Um, after the battle of stalingrad like Correctly. the the counterattack in winter like the soviets yeah. would get on their skis and like blow up nazi tanks
0: yeah correct me if i'm wrong but the the finnish also used specifically more used camouflage yes. during the winter war than the yep. soviets did because the soviets yeah. just didn't have like uh camouflage clothing yep so it's so again i think easy or pickings. probably
1: they probably didn't really have winter clothing either because i think they kind of thought they would just go in there and Knock the shit out of Finland and it, you know, yeah. <laughs> it took them longer than, uh, you know, the couple of weeks they expected.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what I suspected would, would happen I, if Russia does invade the Ukraine. I,
1: and I also think, you know, I think it was after the Soviet military had been kind of purged. So like the, what do they call it? The institutional knowledge was was lacking yeah. at the time um, and it had probably redeveloped then and um, during the invasion of Poland.
0: But, yeah, because during the purge, Stalin killed a bunch of the military leadership. Yes. And, yeah. Uh, so,
1: the, uh, yeah, I think uh, like 90 percent of like the colonels and generals were just
0: eliminated. If you're going to have a standing army, it's probably not the smartest. Yeah. thing to do. Yeah. Which I, I would arguably like the success for like Operation Barbarossa at first, because like even the German generals, mm-hmm. when they were marching across uh, the Soviet Union, were just like kind of blown away by how fast they were doing it. Yeah. And Fifty think, miles a day. Just a lack of preparation and, um, and I think, uh, that it was going to happen.
1: And the Soviet Union was still sending grain to Germany.
0: <laughs> it's crazy.
1: Yeah. If you, if you're interested in kind of this topic, um, the author, th- these are fictional novels, but, um, the Night Soldiers, um, series by Alan First. It's kind of, it's a lot about espionage and, um, kind of the conflict in the East. Um, and a lot, of, a lot of the spies are in Paris as well. Paris, Warsaw, um, Moscow, um, Bulgaria. Um, it actually kind of starts out in, during the Spanish Civil War. Um, the Soviet agent is sent to Bulgaria and he recruits um, some Soviet agent that joined the NKVD. It's and it, really it's just a, it's a really, I don't know, I, I think it's just a beautiful series. So yeah, it, check, it check out weird. Night Soldiers by Alan first, And if that tickles you, um, there's like 17 more books.
0: Oh, perfect. And I'm I think playing. one
1: of them is on uh, Amazon. It's called uh, The Spies of Warsaw. And it, it actually talks about kind of what we just were mentioning, um, uh, the Germans invading Poland.
0: Folks, what we're going through here is like when we're talking about history. It's very a broad, broad overview I know that people want to oversimplify history into being like a black and white issue, but kind of like we always talk about, you got to recognize like the people were in. Yeah, I the, the the choices that were laid before them, kind of thing. Un-
1: yeah, unimaginable. And...
0: You got to recognize the human element when it comes to like learning about history too. It's not just like the black and white we want to believe. Mm-hmm. One thing I, I do always like I. I because we were talking about like Soviet and Russian history is uh, how big of a deal still, because they call it the great patriotic war in Mm -hmm. Russia. And if there's one thing, cause I watch Baldwin bankrupt on YouTube. You ever watch him? He's like a British guy who goes around to like other countries. He, he Mm -hmm. does a lot in the former Soviet republics, but like if there's one thing you can see, like even in these small towns, like that are run down and like uh, you know, kind of like decaying a little bit, Mm-hmm. That they always take care of their war memorials, and like every town has like a war memorial yeah, um, for the Great Patriotic War, because it was such a big deal. And like you said, like there's like I don't, and I don't think I kind of think that Americans are more hawkish when it comes to war because yeah. I don't think we have an understanding of the destruction.
1: Yeah, we've never had a a great land war. It's just like I mean that, still, that involved the entire population.
0: Yeah. I mean we had the we had the Civil War, the War of 1812, and you know, I guess the Spanish American War got pretty close. But we haven't had like that kind of level of destruction like they did in Europe. And and so that's kind of like where I give because I used to be such a black and white um, back in my conservative days about like how we need to be tough on people. Like, you know, cause like, and everyone always like said, like, look at Neville Chamberlain, like fuck him. Like he just dis- yeah. appeased Hitler the entire time. Yep.
1: Weak chinned.
0: We, th- all of Europe just got done fighting world war one. Yeah. <laughs> they did not yeah. want to do that again because world. if you want to know true horror and war, look up anything about the first world war. Yeah. Like if you were involved in that war, like, that would have psychologically damaged you, if not killed you forever. Like, you, like, I, like yeah, like weeks in the trenches, like, like, entire battalions getting wiped out wouldn't. in like a day. Yeah. The um, amount of
1: people missing a limb or yes. facial scars, um, missing eyes. And I, I don't think we, I don't think we ever even see that here, really. I mean, you see it every now and then. A missing leg or something.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and that's the thing. Like, but how um,
1: com- it's it's lost on us how common it is.
0: Because common and, and, is smoking,
1: <laughs> pretty much.
0: So, like, following World War One and World War Two, you might have been might seen more of the population collectively traumatized by what had just happened. Where and, and I always talk about like being part of the, like the veteran community in the United States. I'm not going to say one way or the other about justifications of war because I don't believe in the last two wars we fought myself, including being deployed to Afghanistan, is the fact that it's such a very small segment of American society that goes to war that you just don't see it outright Mm even. You know what I'm saying? So like we're still hawkish at war saying like we need to do more and bomb more people or whatever because we still don't only a small segment of the society sees what that is like and like the media, I don't think does enough to like cover that um didn't they 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 more drum up drum up war then
1: wasn't there some crazy statistic like how much afghanistan was brought up over 20 years like how like what portion the news mentioned
0: i feel like it's very little because after because in 2001 we invaded then after 2003 when we invaded iraq it was just a forgotten war until like yeah, it ended yeah. and only after we left iraq the first time we or the mm-hmm. actually that would have been the second time we left um Did they start talking about Afghanistan again? Because Obama, you know, did a surge in Afghanistan again. And that was in 2010, 2009 and 10 and 11, I believe. Yeah. And And, yeah, go ahead. I was going to
1: say, kind of the only thing that really mentioned Afghanistan to me was like um, that one photojournalist. I think he did, ended up being a part of that um, documentary, Restrepo.
0: Okay. Yep. I've yeah. seen that. That's a good... I, th- I
1: think that's... I mean, that's kind of the only thing that gives me context in Afghanistan. Otherwise, I...
0: Who's the, who like, is Who was the
1: journalist uh, part of that? He did... Uh, it was called Tribe. Uh, Sebastian Junger.
0: Oh, yes! I read that book. I like Sebastian Junger a lot. Yeah. And that book was awesome. Tribe. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good book. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off.
1: No. Yep. Yeah, that was kind of the extent. And I think his friend ended up getting killed over... Um, the actual photographer, because I think he's the journalist.
0: He, have you ever watched any of his TED talks? I have not. No. Um, they're very interesting because he 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 dives really deep into like, uh, um, because he was in the Balkans during uh, their war and he he experienced like PTSD from yep. from that and recognized mm-hmm. what it was and so like that book Tribe, um, get a little personal here, um, was very helpful for, to me because it, it made me understand a lot of feelings I was feeling would not help me explain like what i was feeling in a, mm-hmm. in like a way like in a certain way. And so i, I actually recommend that book to to people because uh he kind of describes like military life being more tribal and then when you when you leave the military you come into our society and we talk about all the time how what a lonely society it is and how individualistic it is and you just can't like it just kind of fucks with your head.
1: Cuz so one thing i heard like World War 2 veterans, you know, when they were coming home, they they were sent home by sea. And that's like a six week journey, I think. Mm-hmm. And, you know, over time, like people process what they've experienced. Um, and one of the, I know, I don't know if you're familiar with his name, um, Carl Marlantes. Yeah, Carl Mar-
0: Marlantes. Yeah. yeah. What it's like to go to war. He wrote that yeah. book, right? Yep. Yeah.
1: That was, I listened to that book recently. Um, That, yeah, very powerful book. But he, one thing he would talk about is how, you know, you could be in a combat zone, and within like forty eight hours, you could tech. You could be home with your family mm-hmm. on leave or something. Yeah, just uh, your mind can't process like what a difference that is.
0: Yeah, and, and I think, and it, go ahead.
1: and like any processing of it you do is done alone. It's not. It's not done with people that understand your. Experience. So, like, even if you did talk with some talk about it with somebody, there's no way they would understand.
0: Yeah yeah that's that's very true and um it played, i kind of played i always thought of an idea of like a way we could bridge uh russian and, uh, and american uh relationships if i've always had the interest of like if you got the veterans of the afghan wars from both countries to like come together and talk to each other mm-hmm. i think that would be like a very that'd be a very good uh um relationship building kind of like exercise or whatever yeah yep and then if you can get like former even like Bring in, like, former uh, Mujahideen fighters who don't, like, oh, are yeah. old, don't fight anymore. Like, because I love, you know what I love? I love those uh, those movies that have, uh, like, they have, like, the old enemies coming together. And be oh, like, yeah. Yep. We're not enemies anymore, you know? Those were different times. And, like, I, I'm a sucker for those kind of stories. But I yeah. think, especially with, like, with tensions, like, so we're back to Cold War tensions. Um, with the russians and so like a good like a cool thing that we could do for like relationship building would be like to have like veterans of both uh from russia and the united states and people in, um from afghanistan to kind of like start some kind of dialogue about mm-hmm. like you know what what that was like yeah i don't know like
1: yeah because i have seen like some vietnam veterans return to vietnam mm-hmm. um meet other uh, vietnamese veteran. i i guess what sort of surprises me is like for what our for what our country did to vietnam like how little the the vietnam people resent us
0: yeah it, i think the vietnamese it is it, exactly. is, sh-
1: it is shocking
0: I, they, they actually like how, like the how united how, states yeah
1: like how badly we scarred them and i don't <laughs> i don't even know how to process it
0: yeah and like John McCain even though he was a warmonger, he was a big part in like bi- getting uh American and Vietnamese relations back on Yeah. after yep. the war. Yeah. So, th- Vietnam, cool country. Yeah. I would love to go to Vietnam yeah, sometime. Yeah. Got like, like, good food and beautiful yeah. scenery.
1: Yep. Friendly people.
0: Friendly people. Yeah.
1: yeah. I I always one of my one of my favorite jokes is sort of like a millennial or zoomer grandson telling <laughs> Grandpa, that General jop is the best general. <laughs> so, somehow that just makes makes me laugh so much.
0: Grandpa just like, like loses, his <laughs> loses his mind. Can't believe what he's hearing right now. <laughs> but do you want to? Do you want to move on to a different topic?
1: Sure i I don't have any topic at, in mind. But
0: <laughs> I guess uh, going back to that Russia Ukraine thing, I hope it ends more uh, diplomatically. Yeah. I hope there I, I just I just have a feeling that there's a lot of muscle flexing going on. I'd like to believe that there isn't going to be a war and it's that it's just gonna end at, you know, we're flexing our muscles. Yeah. But I do like because we could actually talk about conspiracies. Oh like love a conspiracy. But I just find it so weird that I guess it is a new US president in power and Russia has been known to saber rattle. Mm-hmm. During these periods of time, just to like be like, you know, we look what we can do. You can't do anything about yeah, it. Kinda, honestly,
1: kinda, yeah. With Joe Biden being president, probably no better time to be rattling sabers <laughs> abroad. Yeah. I mean, what? uh yeah. What a weak president. It's weak like, executive.
0: What, I guess what you could say is like, what, what, what would, what is the United States to do, anyways? You know, like, what, My, my conspiracy here is, I find it funny that all this stuff happens after. We're out of Afghanistan and like military operations, surprisingly under Joe Biden, like drone strikes. I think I saw a graph or something that showed mm-hmm. that have even slowed way down. The drone war is slowed down, too. So like yeah. we're and and then the Senate blocks us sending weapons to Saudi Arabia so they could give it like to bomb Yemen. Basically, you know, we, we've done all these steps to, you know pull back on the stick from war which is awesome but all of a sudden we need to justify more defense spending Mm -hmm. and now you got russia lining up all the troops now we're sending like tons and tons of weapons to to eastern europe now wow you get what i mean like it just it just seems so like weird to me that this all like happened right after we like wind down all these wars and it's like we need to do something in order to like keep spending money on defense yeah
1: so oh you know, when I when I was in Wisconsin yesterday, um, my my aunt she's a very conservative woman, um, but she she brought up how all the military ordinance we left in Afghanistan, mm-hmm. and I was thinking about it. I was like, well, that's like a green light for every senator to start um, meeting with like these military contractors, like in their own in their home state, to start remaking all that stuff.
0: Yeah, well. The like everything we left in Afghanistan was like a... that That's all like surplus stuff that we gave yeah. to like the Afghan National Army. Mm-hmm. That was a gift yeah. to defense contractors. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm kind of saying. It's just like now that we're... We got to keep that machine going. The complex has to keep grinding yeah. out yep. weaponry. And it's like, well, we got Russian out freaking about ready to invade Ukraine. We better start sending a shit ton of weapons to the Eastern Europe.
1: Isn't so back to when was it like the like the controversy of like joe biden's son in ukraine and stuff um oh yeah like he wasn't was, there some weapon stuff there
0: i don't know if there were weapon stuff or not but i don't even know what that whole thing was about yeah
1: i mean like part of that is a farce on one hand like for political reasons but i think i think there is some truth there um like with military weapon sales of like missiles and stuff
0: yeah i, I just same thing with like uh you know, we're finally pivoting to the Pacific. Like, so we're going to have to do like, we're going to be on two sides of the world here. Maybe not. It's going to be like kind of like the Cold War times, too. Like yeah. we did all that defense spending yep. Um. during yep. the Cold War, but no actual war happened. I just feel like we're entering this period now where it's yeah. just going to be the same thing.
1: Yeah, I think maybe the pivot will be to Taiwan, maybe, or yeah. South Korea.
0: I think our largest military installation outside the United States is in South Korea.
1: Yeah, and that's, like, a in South Korea, I know that's a huge hot-button issue.
0: I think in every country that we have a military base, it's a hot-button issue.
1: Yeah, so, so, like, one thing in Korea I know, or South Korea, um, is that every male is serves in the army for, like, one or two years. Mm-hmm. Um, like, for any of our lady listeners out there, um, your favorite actor in that K-drama you're watching right now, um, he might be... Su- uh, he might have to be killed off in the series to do his military service. So,
0: damn, dude! Uh, he can't thoughts, get an ex- thoughts and prayers
1: to your fictional drama.
0: He can't get an exemption. I think you. He He's providing a it. public service. I think he can only <laughs> defer it. Um, he can only defer Uh, I remember in high school when I was taking German class, we went to the U of M for a. Uh, I don't know. It was we went up there and spoke German and stuff, mm-hmm. but we had like presenters there that were from Germany. One of them was kind of cool because he, at the time as the Glenn Beck watching high school student I was in my senior year, I was appalled by the presentations because the first guy was a, uh, a guy who grew up in Eastern Europe and he had a bunch of pictures from when he grew up. And he said like, you know, some people see gray here, but it's actually very nice because it's very beautiful because there's no advertisements. Because he showed us like a picture of Times Square and then like some something in e, like East Germany. He's just like, yeah, some people say it's blonde, but I think it's very beautiful. There's no advertisement. There's no distraction. And I was just so as the Glenn Beck watching uh, senior I was, I was just like, oh, like, you know, just appalled by what I was hearing. And then the second lady uh did a presentation called Amis Go Home which was like basically how Germans wanted American bases the fuck out of Germany. <laughs> and so like my conservative head was just about the fucking blow <laughs> there. And like, I was just appalled, but now like, I was like, I, I get it. <laughs> like I, yeah. I totally understand. Yeah. now, like 100%. But I was saying that it's in response. Cause you said like, it's a hot button issue about, you know, bases in yeah. South Korea. Yeah. And that's just like, ev- like our reach is so far across the globe. like, in every Like in Okinawa, it's always a big deal. Like the Marine base is there. They want it the fuck out of there. They're like, mm-hmm. get out. Yeah. And they actually have been trying to like move it to Guam. But that, it's just insane to me how big this Leviathan of a defense force we have, have built. Mm-hmm. Like we have our fingers everywhere around the yep. globe.
1: Yep. <laughs> I just think of, uh, you know, the, the little boy with uh, putting his plum in the pie. It's like all the all the little fingers he must he needs to have to, to do that.
0: But okay, so go go back full circle to what I was talking about, like how the U.S. doesn't really have like because we're 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 now having talks with the Russians, saying like you know our our values are we don't mess with anybody else's territorial integrity, and you need to like you know democracy is our thing, and we are just so full of shit as the United States because like. We have all these bases around the world, so we can say, like, you step out of line, we'll fuck your world up. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yep. that, and we've done that for like the past 20 years.
1: Yeah. I, yeah, we talk about this. You know, I think you brought up conspiracy <laughs> earlier. And I, I probably bring this up every, po- I will bring this up every podcast because you can talk about JFK. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They killed that <laughs> handsome president. He, they made a mess of his, his haircut in Dallas. Um, But I think he was he was part of his um, policy abroad was to promote um, what is it Uh, to make national to allow these countries for their national policies to develop on their own without having the U.S. um, Yeah, manipulate them
0: because I know for a fact he didn't want to expand because our. Our involvement in Vietnam started under Eisenhower. Yes. And yep. he wanted to stop that eventually. He wanted yes. to like rein that in before it got out of yeah, control. I
1: think so if he if he had lasted another year or two, JFK would have pulled us out of Vietnam.
0: Yeah, we went to had that war.
1: Because I think at the time we only had advisors like uh, the Green Berets and the CIA. Mm-hmm. They were they were the only military advisors there at the time.
0: That's just like the stepping stone us getting yeah. involved. Yeah. Whenever you hear the US sending advisors somewhere, it's a stepping stone because we could be full blown in that conflict before mm-hmm. you know it. The only reason yeah. I don't I don't think the exception to the rule is different with Ukraine is the fact that Russia is a nuclear power. And I've said it yeah. once on this podcast, I'll say it every time is that nuclear powers do not go to war with each other. And the only reason mm-hmm. I think believe that is because it would be too like everybody knows the consequence of that. Yeah. These people want power more than the world to be wiped out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, you know.
1: Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I just see sort of 1963 as like the one of the craziest turning points in American history because that's when we were just aggressive. Yeah. We were just so aggressive abroad. Yeah. And like to give you an example, like the US was some of these CIA people were willing to shoot down a plane. Of American citizens and blame it on Cuba. Like the, this is literally a plan that they brought to the president and he turned down. Thank think God. About, think about that because I don't think that stopped. To be honest,
0: no. I, I think this the CIA is does all this dumb shit mm-hmm. exactly like this because they want all these false flags and they like. I think the CIA is just a the well, instigator he- for the military industrial complex.
1: Well even okay go go right now listen to the song Break on Through to the Other Side and then I just want to put this in your head your little bean brain needs to understand that the guy that sang that song uh kicked off the Vietnam war at the Gulf of Tonkin he was part of that false flag um Jim Morrison's father he was the commander of the ship there that you know said that um, this U.S. Uh, battleship was fired upon by a Vietnamese submarine. Crazy. Is this
0: true? Are you, you're kind of blowing my mind right now. Yeah.
1: Yep. I'll, I forget I forget Jim Morrison. He was there at the Gulf of Tonkin, and he was the, the ship's commander. Dude,
0: what is. if, what if everything, everything we know is a lie?
1: Okay, so his, his dad's name was George Stephen Morrison. Yeah, the Gulf of Tonkin incidents was, incident was August 1964. And after that, the U.S. goes all in. Vietnam
0: yeah and that was such a also this is one of the
1: shortest Wikipedia pages
0: (laughs) it's heavily censored it's a CIA document it would be all blacked out
1: yeah (laughs) sorry
0: oh yeah dude Uh, sometime on this podcast we should talk about like the spider network and oh uh, yeah yep Um, because we like to have fun with like conspiracies but that one always gets me too because the CIA was so involved Mm -hmm. with that you know, getting these. I mean, the the U.S. government was as well, like as a whole, like getting these like Nazis, like getting them to hiding spots and then bringing them here to be scientists and stuff, scientists yeah. and engineers and whatnot. But did I ever tell you this conspiracy that I think that what crashed at Roswell, okay, what wasn't a UFO? It was actually a uh, German engineered uh, craft that crashed, and when the locals found it everything they still had like german pilots and stuff so they're like we can't let people know this <laughs> so they like fucking panicked or whatever because it was it was just like two years after the war ended and be we like we can't let no like we have all these fucking uh nazi engineers here yeah. it was too early because mm-hmm. they had to like warm the public up to it like what they did with uh Werner von braun yeah they had to warm the public up to the fact that we had all these nazis here working for us <laughs> so my conspiracy has always been like it wasn't a ufo like a, an alien craft it was just a german engineered craft that still had to have german pilots in it in order to craft, like to operate and i was just like what or it was aliens i don't fucking know i don't know what's real or not that's why we have a podcast because we don't know what's real or not anymore yeah yep
1: <laughs> yeah so like sometimes i do wonder like how how truly advanced technology is like like if it's actually like 50 years in the future like being tested out there compared to what we understand now to be like the cutting edge what do you I mean just like if the amount of money spent on like research and stuff like if oh. they like out in utah or something like just testing aircraft and stuff you know because like there's one isn't there some aircraft that's like a billion dollars or something
0: uh, no it's like a trillion dollar the oh, f-35 a tri- okay Oops. <laughs> the f-35 project which one, was a one complete... guy flying
1: that that is crazy
0: i think it's a two-man i don't know for sure but that the F thirty five project has been a colossal trillion dollar failure, and that's another thing with like the waste with like defense yeah. spending because like the F sixteen still outperforms it. Like, and we spent a trillion dollars on this program. <laughs> that's so nuts. That's crazy. And the and it, it, the Navy's having a problem now because they have all these ships that don't do what they're supposed to do. It's so we've spent <laughs> all these. Hundreds and billions of trillions of dollars on this obsolete. We we built these new modern shit, and it's just obsolete.
1: Yeah, almost five years later.
0: We can't cancel student debt or have universal health care, but we can waste a fucking trillion dollars on stupid defense projects that don't even work. (laughs) Now I'm riled up. Yeah, (laughs) it's so stupid. It's so stupid. But I think going back to the conspiracy element, I just think that that's. We need a reason for de- defense spending, and I, I yeah. like I can't help but find it funny that all this happens after you know we start winding down um, wars and stuff. So we need mm-hmm. like another co- like another major cold yeah. war, yeah, yeah, uh,
1: or like I do. Uh, what are they? Called? I do wonder if maybe there could be like a a pivot into like the medical realm. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I one thing about you were saying about technology. I truly think that technology is kind of plateaued, mm-hmm. like we're not really the, the most we're getting out of, um, like our phones now each new year is just, it has more memory. Yeah. It's not really anything different than it was the year before. Yeah. That. I mean, it's it, kind of it, like plateaued. It, it
1: is nice to download like a hundred different podcasts and just never run out.
0: <laughs> True. Only let's explore this. So it's like yeah. I just re-listen to our old episodes all the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We <laughs> have gotten a lot better. And built yeah, built a, a better rapport,
0: but, uh, should we wrap it up? We're approaching an hour here. Um,
1: what do you think in like future episodes? Like, because I know we've we've talked about like wrangling up some guests again, or um, yeah, develop. You know, because I know we want Brew to have that bumper sticker. Yep. Um, but maybe maybe down the line, like some nice tanks or T shirts. Um, actual yeah. tanks, by the way, people yeah.
0: like Panzer tanks. Or like we're talking,
1: or like a a shirt dress <laughs> for for women.
0: <laughs> uh, Just to. <laughs> I, I I don't really know what to say, you know, especially without Kevin here, but, um, I know he has big ideas. He wants to do more guests, more guests. And he's, he, he wants,
1: he's really been good about seeking out guests and stuff.
0: So I don't, if he, I don't want to speak for him, but it sounds like he wants to do more content creating himself as do I. Um, it's yeah. just, it's, it's a crazy time in life right now that I just yep. don't have extra time to do it.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: so i am excited that for future episodes because i think we'll be doing more yeah um are there any movies
1: you want to review if if you're a fan out there let us know if there's some films um i've had i've had one idea kind of zipping around my mind uh that old 80s beautiful film actually uh cruising with al pacino
0: Oh. okay yeah i haven't i don't think i've ever seen that movie i thought you were gonna talk about crazy
1: it's a crazy movie
0: Uh, Chris and I just watched The Lighthouse and that movie is perfection. How's, how's that? Robert that is, P? Dude, Robert P and Willem Dafoe. It is an amazing film. I, you should I watch fucking
1: love Willem Dafoe, name. you know, when he eats that banana in the hammock and <laughs> hey, dude. Platoon and he gives a little wave to Charlie <laughs> who's like high on LSD that's mixed in with his weed.
0: He is so <laughs> insane. Like, so insane in The Lighthouse. Like, I don't even know if he's acting. Like, maybe he's just that insane. It's, that's is a that, good movie. Is that sort of a is
1: there i heard something about that movie recently is it sort of a horny movie (laughs)
0: yeah they kind of they kind of you just got to watch it yeah it's kind of a horny movie
1: is it a movie that a man could watch with his wife or would she just be having none of that i mean you could you could sort of jedi mind trick her into being like oh you like twilight you'll like this (laughs) my my
0: uh, i will say my fiance. the first time i watched the movie she came home when it, it was like 20 minutes left of it, maybe 15, yeah. 20 minutes left of it. And what she saw of it, she did not care for, <laughs> but you gotta like, you gotta like art, I guess. Or, or she, yeah. she does. She loves art. So I'm not, yeah. I'm, I'm teasing. Like you gotta love that kind of movie is yep. what I mean.
1: Yep. Like, so I got really into the, the show twin peaks. I still haven't finished or I haven't okay. even started the the third season, but so I was watching the, the movie that took place after season two and wow what a contrast like like that movie is crazy the uh, show uh that movie was it was a horny movie it was weird oh. like like the show is pretty like there's some parts of the show where it's kind of bizarre and stuff but yeah but like the the level of corruption in the town twin peaks um that trickles down to the common citizens it's pretty bad exploitation stuff
0: yeah um, we're all being oh, yeah. exploited all the time. Yeah, but yeah. So throw but out Twin some. Twin shows that what I said. Twin Peaks shows that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> for yeah. Twin Peaks uh population like fifty three thousand in Washington. I I bet that just explodes Kevin's mind if you were to learn that because <laughs> this town. <laughs> I swear it from how it looks. It looks like it only has a thousand people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> and then Every every uh, opening credit scene. It, it says population like 5,300 or thousand, excuse me. Yeah, it's like 50. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it just has one diner and one yeah. police station. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: And I think, uh, um, Scully from the X Files, the guy, the actor that plays her dad is also in Twin Peaks. He plays a military guy, yes, in, in Air he, Force, yeah, Colonel.
0: Yep, yep, yep. He is in that.
1: He, you know, he kind of reminds me of Van Morrison, uh, the guy that sang Brown Eyed Girl, really while they're on the threshold
0: i guess i don't see. You have to look harder
1: yeah i think it's the teeth they're a little crooked
0: yeah, he's got those well um like adam was saying if you have recommendations for us yeah um email us um or tweet us at explorer underscore pod we do have a patreon i encourage you all to subscribe so we can finally get to that new content eventually maybe in 15 years who knows. yeah but it'll happen eventually yeah, i think
1: i think within the next few months things are gonna take a turn for the better for the pod yeah like i think yeah we we finally know what's going on
0: well we we got uh our confidence is a little bit more
1: i would like to do more uh late night episodes yeah this this morning this morning stuff i'm just so tired i'm a tired boy
0: the only reason i like doing it in the morning is because it's like yeah i know
1: you can edit it in the same day
0: Yeah, but yeah i mean there's a lot of stuff coming folks so just stay tuned uh we will uh We'll be there. Just uh, we're excited going forward. so. um, thanks for listening, everybody.
1: Bye-bye. See you on the next show.